So is this the line for Dragon's Maze? Wow, the line is really long. We'll meet up later. How long will you wait? As long as it takes. So you guys are only going to do this one ride all day? It won't be that long, probably. Mom, can you get us food? But wait, are they cutting? Caleb, food is so far away. Should I say something? Daddy, pick me up. Mom! Hey, there's a line here. Daddy, swing me. That's like 20 people. Oh one person holds the line for 20 people? This is bull... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. Thank you, everyone, and welcome to the first recorded episode of the new year 2021 born in trouble and our ninth episode all together i'm your host john x and i'm here today with rob brooks again once more how you doing rob welcome to the new year everyone glad you made it to the other side okay that's good to hear and our guest today is someone who works in the medical field uh brother who's very intelligent i love his points of view winston meekle Right? That's how you say your name? That's my name. That's his name. Pronounced. I appreciate that. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Winston, you want to tell people like a little bit about yourself? I know that you said that you're a nurse. Yes. You've been working during this whole pandemic, going through a lot of different things, seeing a lot of different things. I know you have a lot of like different opinions about things. We're not going to necessarily get it delve into everything, but, um, as you see right now with the pandemic and um, with this virus, how are you How are you doing right now? Because you're at the front lines. You know, first of all, like, how are you doing? You know? I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty good, man. It's, um, um, it's rough on me and the people that I work with. I mean, the system is strained by the number of people that we have to treat with the very same symptoms. You know what I mean? The same condition. So, um, you know... We have to pull in extra workers in the, in the facility where I work. Okay. We have we're pulling in extra workers um, for travel uh, support people to help us out because we're, we we got a we got a lot of patients. But um, in, in, in the second wave, peak. okay. In the second wave, peak, mid November, we uh, we we really got hit really hard for a second time. Um, so we had to get some uh, extra workers in, but right now, over the last week, over the last week, I'm starting to see uh, leveling off. Okay. There. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's um, a lot of people have passed, but we're not getting um, new ones at the same rate that we were getting before. So that's a positive. That's a positive. At one point in November, as as someone passed, there would be another person coming to get into that bed right away. Mm. And um, right now, the beds are not being refilled as quickly as they were for now. I mean, yeah, as quickly as you could say, because um, there's still one or two coming in, but they were coming in at a rate faster than we could take care of them at one point. You know what I mean? It was like we had to pull in. It was all hands on deck, and I can imagine that's tough. You know, as well, um, taking patience as well. Yeah, I can imagine that's tough because it's like part of your job is like you have to. On one hand, it's like you're there to minister to people and save lives wherever you possibly can, and then you know, seeing all that death all the time. A lot of the stuff that people talk about on social media about the virus and everything, I don't think it really does it justice. And you know. 
I wanted to personally like thank you and like you know whenever I whenever I you know it's probably a surprise you but whenever I run into somebody who's like right there in the middle of the trenches um I know it can't be tough I know it can't be easy you know no it's tough it's tough it's tough I mean look man People are, um, are not only strained in the volume and the, and, and the conditions that they're working in, having to put on and put or take off. Um, I'm talking about working in the um, the COVID areas, the units that are COVID, because not all the areas in the hospital. Okay. <laughs> when you work in the COVID areas, you have to um, put on and put off the protective equipment, and that takes time. And it, it, it's and then you know it, it's that's additional stress of doing it or doing a job that's already stressful Mm -hmm. making sure you do that job right Mm -hmm. you know yeah so and it was um it's 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 and 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 seeing the conditions that people are in and being unable to help them because we work i work in the most advanced facility in this area okay we have the most advanced treatment modalities available anywhere. You okay. know what I mean? We can, we, we, whatever there is that can be done, we can do it. Okay. And I've seen us supply everything we can to some people and still not work. So there is a, there is something going on. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a, a virus of some kind that's affecting the build, people's ability to carry and maintain oxygen levels in their blood mm. and we um try everything we can and 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 and, it's, and some things work for some people and some things don't work and then in some it's most and when you get to severe scenarios seems like nothing works mm. you know what i mean i've seen everything that we have ever heard mentioned applied I've, anything that you've ever heard in the news or in the media mm-hmm. i've seen it tried on patients, and um, and something works sometimes. Nothing works consistently, right? You know what I mean. And that's a, that's kind of my experience. What I've learned, people don't know, but I, I happen to through a friend. I happen to have access to one of the best medical doctors in this area out here on Long Island, and um, the stuff that he was he was like describing that he was going through and as a doctor and um, what he was looking at and what he was up against, he was genuinely like concerned and scared for the virus. Oh. Now, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean, that's that, that was really the point uh, is that like when someone like that, you know, he's a very doc, you know, you work in, you work in hospitals, so I can't tell you anything about doctors or their personalities. And you know they come in different they come in different shapes and sizes, and usually one extreme to the other. Yeah. And um, this is one that's on the extreme that he if he if something is wrong with one of his patients, he can't sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. he's very concerned. I mean, look, look, and you know, you have practitioners of different degrees and all all different flavors, man. Everybody, you know, what I mean. And I was talking to one of the um, administrators in, in in my facility the other day about um. um job satisfaction and, and 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 workload and and he said you know it's the people who care the most who feel it the most that was one of the things he expressed to me that 
Because the people that come in just for a buck and just want to do that thing, come in and come and get out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're not, they don't, they don't, um, they're mm-hmm. not as affected by the conditions when it's, you know, right. not right. You know what I mean? Right. And Those then- who care is the ones who feel it. You know what I mean? Is this, is the strain and the stress of this period driving some people to to reevaluate their career choice like are some people <laughs> fleeing the the profession because of this i mean uh i mean uh, uh, um, what do you think man i i i think i would think you know obviously i'm not built to to be a to be that type of um I mean, in that type of healing profession but i would think that after from i have a, a really good friend who's a nurse and based on what she's telling me i'd be looking for something else to do I mean, like when she it, describes working the COVID ward, I'd be like, yeah. "I, you got to go find something else." I mean, I mean, yeah, man. I mean, it was, ah, man. I got a different perspective from a lot of nurses because I've been doing this my entire adult life. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I've been a nurse since I was eighteen years old. I was an LPN when I was eighteen. Okay. Yeah, I was in high school. Oh well, that's pretty uh, interesting. I want to go back to that. You know what I mean? So I became an LPN at 18, and then... Um, well, let's not go back to it. How did you become an LPN at 18? Or why? Okay. Um, Especially, uh, like, you know... Of course, yeah, like, a lot of people that listen to this show, if you don't know, like, this show is definitely... It speaks to the culture. And one of the reasons, like, one of my choices, when I when I choose guests and I look for people to choose guests, I look for people who are extraordinary. Because like we don't just all fit into one different category or one different one different box. And you know, you you struck me from like reading a lot of the things that your knowledge and your post as someone who is exceptional. And I wanted to like I really wanted to get you on this podcast to hear your words. To well, hear exactly I mean, what I you have to that. say. When those are words, I was very um um a flattering supportive. I appreciate that. I mean I I do what I do because I, I like to uh, I, I mentioned one day to someone that um when I met my wife, right? I'm trying to get I'm trying to get with her and she was pursuing this um uh, organization called Chi Edify. It's a nursing sorority. It's a, it's a sorority for nurses, right? Okay. And because I'm trying to get with her and she's trying to get into this organization, I joined the organization with her. I joined the, I joined the sorority, right? Not the first one to do that. <laughs> I'm a nurse <laughs> So, uh, so their motto is service for humanity, right? And this was like when I met my wife 20, 29, 29 years ago. And um, and I, that that term, I, I I thought about, you know, you use it and you heard it, you know. But I, I recognize now that that kind of that that term kind of defines who I am and my purpose. You know what I mean? Okay. You know what I mean? That term, service for humanity, because everything I do, everything I want to do. It, and those things I put in Facebook that are controversial sometimes, it is in service for humanity. Because, I mean, I think what what what, what we need is truth more than anything else. Yes. I mean, <laughs> before we make any decision of any form or any sort, it should be based on what is factual, verifiable information, mm-hmm. not what is propaganda and popular and based on consensus pressure because it's is properly accepted and things of that nature. You know what I mean? Right. So that, I, I don't, I don't succumb to consensus pressure. Never have. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel, mm-hmm. I feel you on that because, mm-hmm. like, go ahead, Rob. That, but, but were there other, 
people in the profession and your family? Like, is oh, it? But, uh, oh, you oh, back to why and how I got started. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, that's all right. Um, Somebody wants that, to know. That's a story within itself, guys. Come on, that's a whole episode, man. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, just give us a give us the brief, give us the cliff notes. Okay, all right. The cliff notes was, um, I was always pretty good in, in school and in sciences, but I was I, I was I was a rebel. Me and my boys were doing things back in the day for fun that were probably not socially accepted things. If you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Don't you know, worry, we talked about that on the show too. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, 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 um, I was cutting school a lot, but when I went to school, when I did go to class, I would, you know, have missed most of the class and I would get B's and A's on the, on the test anyway, you know? So I, I had some pretty, I guess, uh, uh, some, Skills and, 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 and intellectual skills, right? But I didn't finish high school in '82 when I was supposed to okay. because I had two gym classes that I didn't fulfill. I had to come back for ter- 13th grade for a gym for two gym classes. For two gym classes. I know you shake your head on that one now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I tell that it's like anybody. I mean, if, you, if you don't believe it, I'm telling you, that's the story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It happened. You know what? That that trips a lot of people up though, because I mean, Corey had that same thing. Remember, Corey had to go yeah. to summer school to get his diploma because because of Jim. Yeah. Because of Jim. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So I'm coming back, and, and please, that was because. Uh, uh, my high school was complicated, all right? My high school was complicated. My yeah. high school experience was complicated, I should say. Okay. I mean, you know, I had, I had been doing all kinds of debaucheries. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know what I mean? And when I, when I, when I, when I graduated, when I graduated, when we were doing a rehearsal for my graduation, you know, the, the principal had to give me my, my diploma and uh, he recognized that I had a Regents diploma. The Regents diploma was like, it wasn't your regular diploma, it was a diploma representing that you had completed a high level of accomplishment in in, in all of the major subjects. Right. You know what I mean? Academic you know I mean? ability, right. You know yeah. I mean, it's like, he's like, Regents? So I was like, yeah, man. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was me too. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I might have been that dude and shit that you see running around here too. My cops, my buddy, you know, but right. I got the major diploma too. You know what That's I mean? what's so, up. That's what's so, up. So I mean so that was so I had to come back for the, the two two gym classes, so I had to um fill that time, you know what I mean? I went to the um went to this guy's council and I was like, yo, I gotta be here for one period because two gym classes was the half a half a period each. So it was <laughs> one period. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do with the rest of my day since I gotta be here for this? And so I went to him like, um, um, I'm going to I'm gonna go to school for med school when I when I get out of high school. Mm. Right? I wanna go pre med. So what am I gonna what class am I gonna take from prepare me for pre med? He was like, you can um, take um, this nursing class it's at BOCES. I don't know if you understand what BOCES yeah. is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Does it still exist? Um, I don't know if it yeah. still exists, but... I, yeah, it, so, was, it was, it was like up until a couple of years ago, I know that, at least. My kids are out of school now, so... Yeah, so you know. it was BOCES nursing. It was an LPN program. It was like, yo, you can take the first half of this program, right? 
And so, and so three period, you know, three period chunk of the day, right? You go out there, you take the bus out there, and then you come back, and um, you know, you finish out the rest of the day. Um, you know, so I would go go do, do my gym classes, get on a bus, um, take no no go to go to school, get on a bus, go to Bosey's, take that three period class, come back, do my gym classes, and go home. You know what I mean? So I finished that out. He said, if you finish that out, you you, you qualify to take the second half was a seventh month period after high school. And after you finish that, you're eligible. Um, you, you'll, you'll be an LPN if you pass the license exam. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll do that. I might as well. So, I mean, while I was in school, I was a home health aide. I used mm-hmm. to go to people's houses and sit with their, um, their old people. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, so that's what I was doing for a little money while I was while I was in school to become an LPN during that seven month period you after graduating high school. You know, there's a lot of people that forget about, you know, I'm I'm very big into the educational piece. And a lot of people, um, they wonder what happened with jobs and things of that nature. And they forget that in the 80s, in the 70s and 80s, 60s, 70s and 80s, vocational schools were a big thing. And career schools that you could go to, you could go to a to a technical school, you can go to an automotive school, and they taught you these jobs. And it was only in about the in the um, early eighties, I believe, that they started like getting rid of those schools and the vocational trades. So someone like you, you know, who obviously who who went out and had a little bit of fun, but you were still able to use your your abilities in order and your intelligence in order to get some place, you know, other than prison. And the prison, oh, yeah. the, you know, the preschool to prison pipeline, I'm always talking about that. That's a real thing. And how they're basically taking a lot of our black bodies and they move us, they shift us into these directions. And, yeah. um, you know, this is something that was afforded to us that isn't afforded to people now. And as we look to rebuild a lot of the systems and a lot of the things that a lot of the, especially the educational system in the United States, which doesn't qualify uh, someone with a diploma to do anything. Other than flip a mm. burger, you know, yeah, yeah. these are things that we need to get back to and kind of explore a little bit and, but, and encourage and encourage young encourage people because you know what? Not everybody and not everybody is is, is suited for the the normal academic track. You know, go up the ladder with your degrees and all your letters behind your names and all that. You know what I mean? And and be part of the um the system and be a cog in the system because that's what that track does for you anyway. It just yeah. changes you indoctrination for your your position and your little gear in the overall system. A part of you know, the, to when, be an automaton. When you're a trans person, like, you know, you are the commodity. You are the, you are the, um, the thing that's, um, uh, the thing of desire that gets paid right. for. So, you know what I mean? You can control your scenarios a little bit better. I know people around me, my, yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I only use um, black tradesmen, black plumber, black electrician, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that because the Jewish people do that, and there's nothing wrong with it. If they if they're able to do that and want to do that, and I can't fault them for doing that, but that's what I choose to do. Uh, black lawyer, black. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of people black. call you racist for it, for yeah, doing yeah. the very same things that other people have done in order to keep their people up. People who look like me understand me, understand my condition. When I talk to them, they know what, what I mean. Uh-huh. They really understand me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So wrong with that? Mm-hmm. You want to circulate in your own community. You know what I mean, I, 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 I believe in that. I, I believe, believe in building with my brothers too. 
And that's another yeah, the, the, the one thing, the vocational school, and I, I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but I'll, I'll mention it a thousand times the rest of my life. If I have to, is that in all those instances, the one thing that they need to teach folks is business. Like the one thing, that, the one piece that I think the most vocational schools are missing, definitely regular school is missing, but the business angle of it, because they teach you this trade, they give you this skill, but then they don't teach you sort of how you have to apply it in the world. So every person I know who has had to go out and be, become an independent contractor, and I work with a lot of sports announcers and stuff, they're all independent contractors. Every single one of them has had an IRS issue at some point. Mm-hmm. that first gig mm-hmm. they just hand you the check like you're not really working for anybody they just hand you the check you go out and spend the check mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. end of the year the man says yeah you owe the government thousand dollars like what where am i getting four thousand dollars from mm-hmm. yeah. um, but that that business aspect of it the, the 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 personal finance aspect of it they need to include in that so we can make these people whole um, you know, yeah. not just, I mean, but, but you once know, again, the, the system's trying to keep people in their position. It's not, it's not built for it. The system is, has not been built for us to be whole. Exactly. It's built for us to be, you know, subservient, dependent, and, um, yeah. definitely a working part to serve their purposes. And as soon as you walk outside of that box, then that's when you become a threat or you become, um, that's when they want to pay attention to you. And everything, yeah, that, everything bad that you ever did, like, you know, for example, if Winston were to run for Congress, we'd know everything that he did in high school that's at CI. Cool. That's, <laughs> why never, that's why I never had any political aspirations. <laughs> that's why I keep Rob close, bro. That's why I keep Rob close. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any political aspirations that whatsoever. I mean, because, I mean, look, I have my history, you know what I mean? It's not that I'm shameless, but because, you know what, my history makes me who I am. Right. You know what I mean? And um, you know, big up to vocational schools. Or that's a good place for people to, uh, you know, um, change their lives and change my life. You know, what I mean, put me on a path. Yeah. And uh, I've been on that path ever since. You know what I mean? So now, did you go get some more letters behind your name? You get you started off as an LPN. Did you go get some more yeah. letters behind your name? Yeah. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about other things I wanted to do. Along the way, I was I, was, uh, I sold life insurance. I sold real estate, you know, I sold beds, you know what I mean? I wasn't thinking I was going to need to get letters behind my name. And as I got older, I realized that I need to get some letters on my name in order to advance beyond, you know, a certain level right. of practice. Right. So I got, I got a couple of master's degrees now. I'm in a DMP pro. I'm trying to get my doctorates now uh-huh. in my state university. I don't want to mention any brands. That's all good. It's all good. That's all right. It's all right. You know the point is. What, as what's, long as, what, as, what's your thesis going to be? You know what your thesis is going to be already? Um. No, um, I haven't. Certain. I have. I haven't decided. It's. It's. It's in. In the realm of. Um, there is a cycle. There's a cycle. There's a problem in nursing that involves job satisfaction burnout, turnover, shortage, <coughs> which repeats that, that perpetuates that cycle. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm trying to find a way, a, a point in which I can insert my efforts into one piece of that cycle to have an impact that might be able to help break the cycle. I know, I know that there's a bottleneck in 
in, in the output of nurses. There's a bottleneck. That's the the bottleneck in the, in, in the nursing shortages is partly caused by the um, bottleneck and the ability of um, institutions to put out new nurses due to the lack of nursing faculty. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean that is that's going to require collaboration between hospitals and and and, and educational institutions to bring bring. Um, the classroom to the job where where people can learn and uh, learn and earn at the same time because um it's tough to um advance while you're working and you put in extra hours because you need it at your job for extra hours you know what i mean it's, it's, it's tough and you have to make it attractive for nurse educators make because being a nurse educator is not an attractive path uh, financially because you can earn more at the bedside than you can as an educator. And that is kind of the perfect segue into something I wanted to discuss with you. It was um, an article I saw like today um, in the New York Times based upon a medical system. And the question about the medical system was um, plain and simple. Um, it was an opinion piece. And the opinion was that one of the reasons why we failed at why this government, I mean, obviously, you know, we people have different opinions about what happened with COVID with the rollout and all that other stuff. I feel like, you know, Trump didn't lead. He didn't like get in there and get a program and get a plan. And that's probably bigger than anything else that you could any other factor that anyone might even bring up about it. But one of the things in this opinion piece was that the system, the medical system itself wasn't prepared because it's a for profit system. And once a for-profit system ran into a pandemic where the onus was no longer on making money, but it was on taking care of people and saving lives, it it wasn't able to, it wasn't capable of handling what happened and what's been occurring. Um, now I'm going to say in a, I'm going to say before I even ask you about this, to answer this, that you could easily make that argument, but without the support of the full support of the government during this time it's the it was it was going to fail um yeah i mean okay it was going to fail just because of volume you know what i mean it just it, 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 we weren't prepared i made an argument um to one person online a few a few months ago in the very beginning because I don't know if you've been following my my how long you've been following my my Facebook but um I made I mean January of last year before it even happened that it was going to happen here you know what I mean when it was happening in, happening in China as I was watching what was happening in China. I was trying to discern what was propaganda and what was actual. And I was trying to use some of the stats that I could find using John Hopkins stats, whatever I could, you know, find. And I was able to predict that, yeah, we were going to get it. And we were going to get it just as, just, just like they did. You know what I mean? So I was making statements in January, you know, prepare for lockdowns, get your food and storage and all that. I'm, you know, a little, pre- little, little prep. You were. No, you were. And I and I listened to a lot of your statements. You know, so. you know, so and that was well before it came to us. And um and I had to tell somebody, you know, I said the reason why it's gonna be a problem for us is because 
you know, by the numbers that they were, they were projecting, I was able to calculate the number of patients that we were going to have to see. You know, that they said that how many people get sick, how many people get the severe symptoms, how many people need ICU beds, boom, how many people need ICU beds. So I calculated and say, all right, and then the, the density of the population in my area, this is how many people we could possibly see at a low ball number. I said, if we got this number of people, there was going to be this many ICU bed requirements. And there are not that many ICU beds between all the hospitals in this area. Wow. You know what I mean? So yeah. I knew there was going to be a problem. You know what I mean? Right. You know so out the gate. So out the gate. Based on the numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just calculating based on the numbers I had available. Not whether the numbers I had available were accurate, inflated, or what. You know, the percentage of people who were uh, could possibly get it is what I was calculating. You know what I mean? Do you feel like the do you feel like people refusing the refusing the do the lockdowns to not walk around with masks? Do you think that it's made any difference whatsoever? No. Nope. No. Because I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. It's <sighs> because, you know, um, I remember we had to we, we the way it was managed in, 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 in February and March, I was very disappointed with it. You know, people from the from the from the hospital perspective, from the CDC perspective, and I can't even blame the hospital because the hospital was following whatever guidelines they were receiving from the authority, the CDC, and the government. Well, was whatever was coming from them, that was what the institutions were expected to follow. Now, the information that the CDC was given wasn't necessarily the best things in the beginning. You know what I mean? It, it, you know. Um, a lot of it was, unfortunately, a lot of it was politically motivated. It was politically, it was, it was politics. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, it was. I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know if it was the politics. I mean, if it's politics, I don't know if it was, it was, the, it was from the White House politics. I mean, because I, from from my perspective, that this was going to happen in spite of who was there, but mm-hmm. it just happened to be Trump, and Trump was perfect passy. To, to be the guy around to take the blame for it, you know what I mean? I'm no trumpeter. I'm no, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in, I don't follow politics at all. Uh-huh. It exists, and people, you know, get into it and all that. But I like to look at it from a little bit above that, you right. know what I mean? Perspective, you know what I mean? Right. So right. you know, it's, it was political for sure, but not in the sense that Trump was it was Trump's fault. Trump was it was just Trump was just the guy that was there when they made it happen. Right. Because this was what was made made to happen. When they made it happen. That's like, that's, that's like, that's like, you know, we're going to get into that a little bit more. Personally, I I feel like, you know, as far as the politics is concerned, we have a similar, believe it or not, we have similar views when it comes to that, whether it be like Democratic, Republican, I always say all the time, I've made more money with conservatives than I've been, than I've ever made with Democrats. You know, I work in real estate, you know, so, I've I've closed deals. I was a mortgage banker, you know, and I've dealt with I deal deal with those personalities. It doesn't mean anything to me. I always take people who I always wonder about people who take that ideology onto their personality. And now yeah. that becomes everything that they actually are. So now you're no longer able to formulate an opinion. You can't say that one thing is right and another thing is wrong. And and you start to ascribe all of that to everything and everything that you see. You know, if a flower has, if a flower is pink, then, you know what I'm saying? That's a liberal flower. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if the if the flower is like red, then it's like, you know, now it's a conservative flower. No matter what, no matter the scents that come out of it, they represent those two groups. Yeah, and it's just yeah, to yeah. me, it's just so asinine. It's yeah, like stupid. Is, and as a black is. man, I can't even I can't even imagine, you know, a lot of these arguments that these people make to me, they say, Oh, well, the Republicans did this for you and the Democrats did that for you and this and that and this. And to me it's like, you know, Y'all won't fucking come into our houses saying the Republicans are here. Yeah, you know I'm saying yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. the Ku Klux. It wasn't the Ku Klux, like you know, Democrats or the you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's this is y'all are you represent yourself. You have yeah, you represent yeah. yourself before you represent anything else. Yeah, so yeah. to me, politics and party, all that stuff is just like it's a big cop out for a lot of people to avoid saying the things that they actually want to be- say and they actually want to believe in. Exactly. They say what they're feeling in the start, really. Yeah. They want to use a label. They want to be under a flag. But you know what you know it is? People people need to be in a flock, man. People people are sheep, man. They need yeah. to be for the most part, people need to be they feel comfort being amongst people of like mindedness or or same sentiments. You know what I mean? They like the people like comfort of, of the confirmation that yeah, what I'm thinking is confirmed by being a part of this group. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, 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 that's just the nature of people, you know, in today's society. And and um, a lot of the things that we see uh, drives that. You know what I mean? I think it's sad. Uh, I, think, I, think it dri- I think it holds people back. You know, Robert and I, like, you know, Robert and I have been friends for, like, over 30 years now. But mm-hmm. there are definitely things that we definitely don't agree upon, you know, yeah. that for, for years. Would you agree with that, Rob? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we've been going at it. We've had some of the worst fights, like, ever, you yeah, know, yeah. over different stuff. But that's still my yeah. brother. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not kicking him. I'm not kicking him to the curb because how he feels. And that's part of, like, the, the whole cancel culture thing. It's like if someone doesn't agree with you, you can't come to a consensus or you can't just move on past that point. And I think yeah. that's, like, completely ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate that. I'm not with that. No, no. You know what I mean? Look, you there's uh I, I learned a long time ago, man. There's um a lot of benefit in in varied point of view and varied opinions, man. It qualifies your own perspective perspective. You know what I mean? It helps you to um, you know, make sure that you're 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 not uh single minded or, or, or narrow uh, or narrow perspective. You know what I mean? That you're Right. You're, you're in consideration of how else your perspective may be viewed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want people to. I want people to see. I want people to see you. I want people to see Rob. I want people to see Orlando. I want people to see us because, you know, one thing that that herd that herd mentality is supposed to be safety and it's supposed to be something that um gives you comfort. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like, yo, listen, we 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 are old and we're still here. And, you know, we each one of us, we could probably lay claim to like running outside the herd more than one time in our lives. So it's like it's okay. I want people to understand that it's okay to like, you know, have your own opinion and formulate your own opinion and have your own ideas and your own belief Mm -hmm. system and everything. And um, that's just basically where it is. Uh, I got a question, Winston. A lot of the conversation. um in terms of the economics around this, this, this COVID period and, and having to open up businesses and whatever is focused on the death rate of people who suffer from COVID. Mm-hmm. 
but there is now an emerging there seems to be an emerging conversation about the other damage that this thing does mm-hmm. like how, what are some of the other things that covid does to people i mean you know it doesn't death is one option mm-hmm. and obviously it's it's very serious but for the people who say that we need to open everything back up we need to get everybody back to work now that's the only thing that they're concerned about it's the death rate or nothing if it doesn't kill you then you're fine as a nurse would you look at that would you look at that conversation the same way would you would you be would you co-sign on yeah well it doesn't kill you all that much or do you see some things that would say yeah, that might not be the the way to look at it i mean i don't I, I, that's a very very uh, interesting question because there are many ways of looking at it and um it, it requires a little bit of more accurate and, and deeper analysis because and and, and it's, as i'm hearing now the overall death rate is not any different than any other year, right? Overall death rate. Mm-hmm. It's not any different than any other year. So, there, I mean, either something's not being recorded properly or because um, if there's a there, there's a pandemic that's causing the deaths that I'm seeing, that I've been seeing, there should be a spike in the number of overall deaths for this year, you know what I mean? So that, that's, that, that calls the question uh, what it is overall. So just in, just in for, area, I, I want you to continue, but just for a clip. My area does a lot of business, been a lot of deaths. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of deaths where I work, you know what I mean? Last in, in, in March, then we, we had an overflow of, of, of trailers, uh, over, uh, overflow of uh, bodies that our morgue couldn't handle and we had to have trailers outside, uh, refrigerated trailers to hold them because the funeral homes in our area were overwhelmed as well. So we, we, you know, it was just for just know. just for a clarification, you're saying that overall, all things considered, heart disease, um cancer, things that would normally that would normally take people out. We're not seeing like a large difference between the numbers of of deaths in say uh, 2018 at and today. That's that's what I was I was hearing. I'm hearing looking at some stats that said that the overall death for this country or this region, or I mean, I mean this country for the year. So how could it be that? So how could it be that there's not a there's not enough space to take care of these bodies? That's what I was. That's that's what I'm saying. There's a conflicting information. There's some conflicting information that's going on. So in my experience, I'm seeing bodies. Okay. At, at, at an extraordinary rate. You know what I mean? In in March, and and now there's there's you know there, there was a spike in number of people that and we had to open up two additional ICUs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There were two additional ICUs that were, were, they were at full capacity of 26 patients each on top of the, the number of ICU beds that we have already. You know, and they were dedicated just for COVID patients. So. so something, so the numbers aren't adding up. Yes, yeah, something is, you know, amiss. Something's yes, amiss. That's why I'm saying that this thing has some political motivations. And see, I always, I've always said there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a political reality and there's a clinical reality. The clinical reality that we've seen patients that are Dying and extraordinary rate with the same similar conditions, uh, or you know, a similar range of conditions. You know what I mean? The inability to maintain oxygen levels in their blood, in their blood, regardless of all attempts to 
alleviated. I've seen all kinds of treatment modalities used. I've seen all the convalescent plasma, remdesivir, hydrochloroquine at one time. I don't know if they're still using that, but I heard that it was employed at one time early on in, in, in around April. And I didn't see anything work with any consistency for this new scenario. And I've seen scenarios where I've, I've been at the bedside and I've um, had a patient who was on a ventilator who could not hold his oxygen. And we give the ventilators to patients who um, are, have a respiratory failure, the, the inability for themselves uh, to move in and out of their lungs. So we facilitate for them because either there's a blockage or whatever. We, um, we had to take a look inside this patient's airway do a, through a bronchoscopy and we look inside of his lungs and his lungs were absolutely clear. They were absolutely clean. There was no obstruction. There was no reason for, for it visibly for the patient to be unable to maintain the oxygen saturation when we're giving him 100% oxygen. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? If we give him 100% oxygen into his lungs and, his, and he's barely able to keep his oxygen blood level over 80%. And his lungs look absolutely fine inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Blockage, no, no obstruction. And so you, that, the inflammation was at a, at, a, at a deeper level. You know what I mean? There was a problem at a deeper level. So it's, it's both, I don't know. That's a, gonna, the, your, your story is like very similar to like stories that I've heard from other professionals. The doctor that I was referring to, it's like it's more than one person. And they all relate the same things. It's unlike something that anything that they've seen before and like there's almost no rhyme and there's no reason for it. And um, one of the things that I read read about this was that um, they were finding that it took a similar pathway as AIDS and HIV, where it attacks wherever your weakness is in your body and things of that nature. And this is something, this this whole disease is like, it's so far wide ranging, you know? So just in this conversation alone, we've gotten to massive death numbers, um, to the numbers that for the year, total deaths not being any different. So I'm going to bring it to another mystery thing, the um, vaccine. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, when you and I talked about this, I told you what I would do personally I do a lot of things that as far as like, you know, um, natural remedies and things of that nature. I keep my vitamins up and I try to keep my I try to keep my own protection system strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really feeling I'm not really feeling taking a vaccine right away, you know, and I see a lot of the things that they're changing is that, um, for example, if you want to go to a concert. I read today they're going to require that you show that you've actually been vaccinated to go to a concert. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Take vaccine a, passport. Vaccine yeah, passports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. oh man. It's just, it's just, it's, you know, that just brings to, brings to mind the whole idea of how, how conveniently COVID fulfills the desires of stated agendas how it conveniently uh, enables to check off the uh, step forward towards totalitarianism where the conformity and the rules and now you're going to have to have papers. Just even though it may be digital, then where's your papers? Mm. You, you're going to train, so where's the papers? 
You know, you're, you're in the back of the Nazi days. You know, where you're, where you're, you know, where's your papers? You want to travel? You, you know, that's that's the way we're at now. You know what I mean? Scary thought. <laughs> you have a vaccine passport. That's going to be quiet, and that that's been spoken of, and that's been, you know, yeah. it's part of a known desired agenda. So, you know. <laughs> Are they distributing the, the the vaccine at your workplace? Have you been offered it, given it? Oh yes, they're they're offering it, and there are people who are in and there's nurses around me who are scheduling it, and there's people that workers are taking it. You know I mean, and more power to them. Everybody who wants it, more power to them. I just, I my my idea is that I wish that people really, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are making decisions to take the vaccine based on fear alone. And not really being completely informed right. Of, right. Of, of what's going on, you know what I mean? And that's that's the problem I have. I think, you know, they're, they're being taken advantage of through the, the agenda, the agenda to have people vaccinated for whatever reason. They really, really, really want to have people vaccinated. You know what I mean? And 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 then. <laughs> That's that's my point whatsoever, you know. I mean, as a, you know, they they make a big deal about black people and and the medical uh, the mistrust with black people with the medical. But I mean, we've let's be honest, we have a we have a very good reason to mistrust the Absolutely. medical systems of the United States of America. Historically, historically, they've we're their guinea pigs. You know, even mm-hmm. you go back to the beginning of this COVID shit. You know, mm-hmm. what were they saying? They were saying, oh, we're gonna go and we're gonna we're gonna vaccinate everything, all these African countries. And everything in the African yeah, countries yeah. were like, we don't want you. We don't want your vaccine. We're gonna stay long. inside. There seemed too much of a focus, or too much of a concern, or, or a concentration on people of color. Yes, you know, specifically black people in America and Africa. I mean, there there there, there seemed to be a, a lot of motivation for convincing. Yes, you know, and, and I, I don't, and I mean, I, 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 historically. That's a problem. Mm. I mean, when you talk about, you know, all right, people are so pro-vaccine don't really understand the history of vaccines. You know what I mean? People, you know, people who are saying, okay, I mean, everybody says yes, but they eradicated this and they eradicated polio. Eradicated, no. How about, I mean, polio, how, how come, how, how about you say it's changed now? Now it's called Guillain-Barrain or MS <laughs> or or you know, I mean, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, lupus, or you know, I mean, you know, you know, it, 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 you know what I mean, it, it's not, it hasn't been, it's just been changed. It's a different. You know I mean, some of the definitions just been changed. You know what I mean, and and how it came about. But you know, it, it, but all of the uh, all the um, polio that exists on the planet now, according to the World Health Organization, is directly related to vaccines. Mm. Three, quarter, three quarters of all the existing polio that exists now is from vaccinated people. It, is, it exists in vaccinated people, people who got it from a vaccine. Right. So is is it being eradicated really? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure they've. I personally, I don't. I'm not sure they've done enough studies on black men over the age of fifty who have had a certain diet and lived their lives a certain way. In order for them to tell me that a vaccine is going to be effective with me, or, or better, or better than what you're doing, exactly. You know what I mean, the black people we don't participate in a lot of studies to begin with. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, literature talking about hesitancy in in in, 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 in clinical studies within the black community and mm-hmm. ways of removing barriers 
for getting black people to participate in, in different clinical studies. You know, there's a lot of talk about that. I'm, I'm, Give me I'm some gonna... reparations. I will participate. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, besides reparations, man, look. it's got to be extremes. It's got to be something extreme. I went to. I went to. I might have to. I might have to cut that out. <laughs> look, man, to, uh, an Asian girl with a booty is my kryptonite. I yeah. Okay. <laughs> an Asian girl with a bubble butt means that. Okay, you can have it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Right, you know, but you, you're not getting me. You're not. I don't think that they've. You know, I don't have to hear the arguments to know that. I don't think that there's one strong enough out there yet. You know, to get me to take that virus right now. I mean, look, you look, know? Strong, what, so a virus strong enough? I don't, look, look, I, I, look, I don't want it to be. Look. Your, weight, your body is probably better off with the, with your well-nourished condition than to add some unknown unknown element into it. Right. This is not just not your mother's vaccine. This is not your grandmother's vaccine. This is not the vaccine you've ever had. You never had this kind of vaccine before. It's not even a vaccine. It's some kind of a messenger RNA therapy that changes the way your body produces certain proteins for a certain period of time. So now your body is supposed some period of time supposed to be temporary supposed you know supposed to be temporary so it's supposed to make your body change the way it produces certain proteins so your body produces proteins that are similar to the COVID receptor site proteins so now your body now sees COVID receptor sites as something that needs to go after right mm. okay. so it's ready supposedly it's supposed to be ready for an attack with COVID, right? Okay. All right, so now it's supposed to be temporary. We don't know what other other protein productions is affecting and what these particular proteins that it's making and changing are doing to other processes within the body. Mm. You know what I mean? That hasn't been studied. No, you know, that for this these vaccines that they're putting out, they're putting out under the Emergency Protections Act, or whatever the hell this new emergency release act, that mm-hmm. allows them to skip animal trials. Mm-hmm. It allows them to skip animal trials. But now, they've been trying to make this messenger RNA type of vaccine for 20 years. That's, the, that's their claim. That it's not new. We've been trying to do it for 20 years. But for over the last 20 years of them trying to make it, all the animal trials turn out disastrous. Some severe autoimmune responses in many of the trial animals, especially the ferrets. Mm-hmm. The ferrets that they killed, their bodies attacked themselves. And, I mean, it was it was horrible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they've never been able to get one to work well. Mm. So now they, they said, fuck it, we'll, we don't get to work well. We're going to use this emergency in the scenario to get us to skip that shit in animals and give it to you. <laughs> not <laughs> me. All right. So I'm not trying to understand that. What are people not understanding? You are the guinea pigs. You are the test, the animal test group, because they have been allowed to skip the animal test group mm. in this scenario. Can I get a hearty fuck that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't require a lot of thinking to get that. I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, look. If you want to be, if you want to be just just subject, mm-hmm. fine. But understand that's what you're doing. 
Mm. You know what I mean? And, and have, have and have the um you sign the papers, recognize it. Yes, I'm a test subject, and I'm going to you know take full responsibility and liability for this being participating in this in this experiment. Mm. Don't pass it off as like, yeah, you need everybody needs to get it. You need to get it. If you don't get it, you're going to get fucked up. If you don't get it, everybody needs to get it. If you don't get it, no, man, no, no. They don't know if you. They don't. They don't. They don't know if you fucked up if you don't get it. Exactly. How just how it's going to respond and how my body's going to react to it. You know you. I mean, they they have this thing. You you take one, you still have to cover yourself up. You may not build any immunities in your body. Then you go back, like you know, what is it? A month, a month and a half later, two months later, you take the second one. Maybe your body fills up, you know, builds up enough. Maybe it doesn't. They don't make any promises. And when you take this, you make sure that you sign off that you can't sue anybody because, well, and you really, you shouldn't be able to sue anybody because you were dumb enough to take that shit in the first place. Exactly. But it's implicit in that, that you don't, you know, we all, all vaccines are protected. Under the um, Vaccine um, Injury Compensation Act of 1986, signed by Ronald Reagan. Mm. Thanks, Ronnie. Yeah. You know, he signed it reluctantly. He he was like, he he didn't want to do it. And, and, and the statements that he made around that time, he's like, yo, I ain't got no choice because they were threatening, like, we're not going to make any more vaccines because we're getting sued too much, man. You better you better, you, you better, protect us. Otherwise, we're going to start making this all together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he was like, oh, man, I'm giving y'all too much protection. I'm, I, I don't know, man. We got to be able to reverse this at some point, some statement like that. Well, um, he- but he's signing it into law. Boom. And he's signing into law now. They Now they're protected from any lawsuits. For vaccines, that's the only division of the vaccine of the pharmaceutical industry that has that kind of uh, complete protection. You know what I mean? And so now they have no motivations for making a safe vaccine because they don't care if you get screwed up by it. I don't care. I don't get sued. You better go talk to the, the vaccine injury compensation board, which is essentially the United States Department of Justice. And you got enough money to fight the, the Department of Justice and win? Uh, I see you. I see you. Let me see you today. I mean, that's the type of scenario that they got. They got protections. So now uh, they got protections from that. Now they come with this new thing with that, that already baseline protections and coupled with the emergency release protections of you know allowing them to skip animal trials this is a crazy scenario uh, for uh, everybody that's uh, taking it man and, you know they, they have now they have plausible denial, deniability and the oops and the oops you know no um sorry y'all got screwed man we were just trying to hurry up and get this in so we can help y'all we thought it was going to help to stop the spread of covid or whatever you know blah 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 Plausible deniability covered with the protections. Well, you, uh, <laughs> you know I mean, I don't know. I mean, what can you say? I I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know. 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 I
I don't come back at you because I like necessarily disagree with everything you know that what, you're brother? saying. I didn't understood your last statement, but that's how we misunderstood that last right. discussion. I didn't. I, I didn't. Re- I, I meant to tell you. Right. I miss. I misread what you said. I no. thought that you were saying one thing, and I, I responded thinking about something completely. Oh yeah, so no. My initial response was completely out of context. Oh that's no. To come back and correct. No, that, that no, that was no, that was all good. That was like I, I understood, and that's what. Like you know, I don't get. Listen, I, mean, I don't I get mad like it. most of these people. When you when you when people come back at me, it's like especially if you're an intelligent person, I know that I I can like you know express myself to you in a way that you know you'll you know you don't you don't never have to worry about you never have to really worry about. I had to say it was my bad. It was my bad. Yeah, no, but I I don't take. But what I no, but what I always found interesting is like you know when you talk about the Wuhan things, like I don't necessarily agree that disagree that these things aren't manufactured in these laboratories in these different places. I always think of the world as being like a great big fucking Bond film where you've got all these different organizations and people that are sitting here and they are making these terrible things and using them and saying, well, can I get this out here? Can I put this out there? Can I not? And then, you know, you've got these governments that say either yay or nay at this point in time, depending on what's going on and what they, you know, I believe that they test these things on different people. I believe that they take them wherever they can get away with it and they see what works and see what doesn't work. I believe in a lot of a lot of the things they say about melanin and the testings or what they for, you know, the things that they do with melanin because I have it. I feel it. You know, I don't know about y'all, but I feel better after the last week when they said that convergence came up. I feel a little bit stronger. You know, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling pretty, I'm not feeling bad myself. Yeah. But what, but my point is, my point being is that I don't, I don't necessarily agree that there are a lot of bad people out here that have a lot of different agendas. My whole thing is always what it comes down to for me is it always comes down to these conversations. Now it's the three of us, we're having this conversation, you know, and when you get off, you're going to go and you're going to get off and you're going to go see your family. You're going to do the things that you want to do and the things that are most important to you. So it's like a lot of times with the wide ranging, wide ranging conspiracies and things that we don't have much control over at this point in time. You know, I don't see the I don't see a lot of point in discussing a lot of it or even getting into it. What I do see the point in discussing is in things like local government taking control of these things, taking control of our own destiny, taking, like you said, like earlier, you buy everything. You're trying to buy everything black. We had a conversation on the show, Rob, you remember when we were talking about, we were talking about black financing, how I would love to buy everything from black people. Unfortunately, it's like the markets and the systems aren't in place as of yet, but just because these things aren't in place, don't mean that these things can't be put into place. And that's what I want to be an instrument towards. Like yeah, getting these I was, things I was done. about working on something like that. I was discussing with some people. Yeah. That's a whole other discussion. Yeah. Like completely. A black Amazon, blackamazon.com, you know, but black vendors and, and, and sellers. And- completely. It's, it's completely possible. It's completely doable. There are things that, there are other things that as a community, you're never going to get done, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just like the numbers, the, the, it just doesn't work. And then another thing is that, um, is the system something that we really want to invest into long term? Is this form of government democracy? It's it's like showing cracks. Yeah, like is it is it going to hold up? Is, is it, it how long is it going to continue? So okay, so you know that brings the question now: What you do if you if this is different? If your, your perspective is like okay, 
Um, do I continue to move forward working with a system that I knew that I know is flawed and is likely to collapse at some point in the future? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, pretty much. That's what you. That's what you're saying. That's it. That's part of it. And it's like, okay, what's the options? What are the options? Okay. All right. How do you stop now? You can't stop now. You can't. Well, you can't fall. You can't drop out of the system now, right? No. Well, you can opt into a different system. Well, what's this other of other systems that you feel find available? Well, um, uh, obviously, obviously, outside of this, uh, uh, the the. 48 contiguous United States, you know, moving okay, into no, the they're, they're part of they're part of the whole e- global economic frame. So you you would have to be like, you know, you have to be one of those um what they call them again? That's those preppers, but they um off gridders. The off the gridders, the survivalists. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be off grid. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, know, you know, to be really, you know and to completely to, opt to, out, you have to, to go to off not, the grid. To, but, not, to not participate because no matter where you are, you're gonna you're gonna participate. You know what I mean? So so it's to what degree you participate now, the further away you go from mainstream, the less you're actually participating. You're gonna be in those micro ecosystems, you know, economic systems, you know, that um, you operate in, wherever your remote area may be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you have the, the further you away from the mainstream, you know, Wall Street, Madison Avenue influence. You know, the less the impact of um, changing economic uh, system conditions will impact you. You know what I mean? So we need to we need to we need to find a balance between those. Eventually, you still will be impacted unless you are completely off grid. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So we need to find a balance between those two things. You know exactly. So 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 you can you can't stop now, right? right? So now, all right. So what do you do? So so you know it's coming. Right. So you have to you have to you have to prepare for you have to work with a condition that equally balances both. It's like it's like the it's the, the crossfade on the on the on the on, on a DJ table, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to you have to find that balance where one is more important than the other, you know what I mean? And and, and keep to keep fluctuating that based on the, the conditions that exist at the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that that that's the, you know what I mean? Well, one good thing, one good thing about being black in America is that if you don't know how to, if you don't know how to balance some different things or tiptoe and like, you know, work your way around, you know, problems, then you haven't had the, you haven't had the experience or you're not paying attention. You're just going to lay down and go, you know, but most of us, like we've had to navigate different situations, scenarios and everything. And I think that in a way, in a large way that we're probably better prepared for this stuff. Like people the last four years, they've been losing their shit, you know? And a lot of it has been like comedy for me, you know, because like, you know, even when they think I'm upset, you know, I'm not really upset. I'm just, I'm not upset. I'm like having a ball because none of this stuff is serious. Like I've seen hard times. We've done, yeah, yeah. you know, exactly. difficult things, you know, yeah, yeah. you, you calling somebody a name over the internet. That's not really upsetting. That's like, you know, you just get yeah, your yeah. job. It's funny. It's fun for me, you know. Right. People ask me, people ask me why are you spend the time in the silence to talk about it. Because it's, like, it's entertainment. What else? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm educating someone. Whether they like it or not, I'm giving them something they need to know. This is what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, my perspective is little known truths. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Things that are true, true, but not commonly known. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the things I try to promote. Promote. You know what I mean? Like, okay, now, so when you say conspiracy theory, right? When you say conspiracy theory, I think of it as a compilation of facts that point to conspiracy. Uh, you know what uh, I mean? It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not conspiracy theory in the terms of I'm just making a theory, you know, I got these ideas, I'm throwing these ideas out. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, look, look at this fact, 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 and what does it look like to you? Right. I mean, based on a, a body of knowledge and understanding of various facts, and I forgive you these number of these series of facts or these group of facts. Yeah. What yeah. is the conclusion? You yeah. know what I mean? It's, like, a, it's, not, it's, not, it's not it's not it's not theory anymore. That's, I mean, that's, the, like, okay. that's the entire that's the entire point. You know, it's not about like I always tell people, I'm not trying to get you to think the way that I think. think you no, know, I, mean, I, I it's just like think. Yeah, exactly. you just think. Just, think, just to think. think. Just, right. just, just think. think. Just, just think about this. Like, like, okay, no, okay. But not, not independent of what they want you to believe, mm-hmm. what the promoted idea is, mm-hmm. look at this these information, these pieces of fact, these pieces of information, these points of data, right? You know, what's the data? What's the, 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 the um, what? There's a, um, there's a, there's a, there's a, the term for knowledge, knowledge, no, data, information, knowledge, wisdom. Yes. Yeah, you know, okay. you, you, that's, that's the sequence. You take, you take your data, you take one piece of data, right? Mm-hmm. And you take some more data, and you compile your data, it becomes information that's understood now. This becomes information. You take that information, and you're trying to make sense of it now. You try this information becomes something or it represents something. Now that is knowledge. You know what I mean? Now you, you know you're taking your data, the information to knowledge, and now you, you take your knowledge, compile it with what you your experiences and what you know, and you we make it into wisdom, which is now usable data. You know what I mean? Just simple points and you build it up to usable information. You know well, I mean? what about but what about spirituality though? Where does that come in? You know well, when you say spirituality, what are you referring to? Because spirituality now uh, is 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 a religious spirituality or uh, metaphysical, uh, you know, universal, energetic. It means, you know, it means it means different things to different people. You know, I think it means all of those things. Yeah, you know what I mean, but people people neglect that. You know what I mean? That it goes that it is probably all those things combined or expressed or received and perceived from different perspectives. You know what I mean? Because you know, I've I've come to understand from the quantum physics point of view, right? The quantum physics perspective that. Um, all things are connected and um, in the deeper realms of reality um, thought supersedes the physical laws of physics that we know 
Hmm. I, you know, I, I have these conversations with my brother and my sister sometimes and like, you know, other people because I come from a very, like Rob could tell you, I come from a very like, you know, um, Christian family. You know, I guess you would say my mother like knew the Bible backwards and forwards. Um, I was raised in a kingdom hall and then, a you know, and then after that, after that went bad, I was, I was basically, I was allowed to skip like church completely. You know, and I had to make my I had to make my own choice. You know, I got to make my own choice at that point good. in time. Good. But I've never had you know, a, those exposures probably helped you make a better. Oh, choice. definitely, because <laughs> the exposure, like I always like, you know, I I always say like the Jehovah's Witness thing. There's a lot of different. There's back and forth with that, but um, they raise you to be polite. They teach you like the basics of manners, cleaning up for yourself, cleaning up behind others, things of that nature, and that's like something that's still carried with me. It carries on to 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 this very day, you know. But I've never had a problem with spirituality because, like, you know, honestly speaking, I've always felt my I've always felt my spirit. I've always felt my God with me, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like um, and like this is where this is where we have where we have differences. I feel like I've always pretty much tried to do the right thing, you know. When I was a kid. If, you know, when we were playing games and, you know, if it was if it was to my benefit to tell the truth or to, t- to tell a lie or to tell the truth, I'd still tell the truth, you know, when we're playing games because I don't want to win that way. That's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's like one example, you know, moving forward, you know, I'm going to work with guys. They may have problems. They may have been drinking the night before. They may not have any money, but I'm with you. So it's like if I've got, you know, $20, then you got lunch, you know, I'll get you. You know, because that's like these are the things that you do with spirit. You see somebody doing bad, you don't necessarily kick them. You don't kick every dog that you see that's down. You know, totally. no, so. no, no. We don't differ in that in any in any respects whatsoever, man. Right, right. That's, that's it. I am exactly the same way. You know, right. I mean? hold on now. I, the things that I did when I was a teenager, when I was mm-hmm. doing them, I knew that was wrong. I knew that was I knew the difference between right and wrong. You know what I mean, and I, I and I tried to atone for them. You know what I mean over the years as an adult. You know what I mean, but I have to tell you, the, the, my, I met my best friend on the playground in, in Cordell High School, at Cordell Elementary, Cordell Elementary School playground, fifth grade. Okay, he was getting beat up by the by, by the bully. Of, of of the of the of the great, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I tell you, R W. I won't say his name. But okay, <laughs> that's what we try not to do here. That's good. You, that's that's one positive. We got my boy Gene is always blurting out names, so you good. R W, you all right? Okay. <laughs> so I saw my man duck. D D D D. Okay. Getting beat up by R W. I was like, yo, I know I didn't know DD. He was a new kid. Right. You know, he's not even fighting you back, man. Why'd you stop hitting him? He was like, yo, shut up before I beat you up too. And I mean, <laughs> I was, you know, I wasn't sure I could handle RW, but I was right. like, yo, man, that's not gonna happen, man. And you're gonna stop hitting them, all right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> As a question. As a question. All right. All right. <laughs> like, please, like, please, like, you know, I'm serious. Don't make me hit you the one time to your 15 blows. <laughs> But I'm saying, like, look, this ain't gonna happen, bro, because I'm not getting beat up, and neither is he. You right. Know what I'm you know what I mean? But that's who I am. Right. 
The underdog. I like the underdogs. I like that. Like, like yeah, you're not going to take advantage of the little guy. You're not going. You know what I mean? Just because you know he's weakening you, that doesn't mean you're just going to just keep pummeling, dude. Right. You know. You know what I mean? Just stay right. And that's that's who I've been my whole life, man. The underdog, cheering for the underdog, looking out for the little guy. You know what I mean? I'll give you a shirt off my back if you want. I got it. You get it because I mean, I. You know what I mean? The problem yeah. is though, today that makes you appear weak, though. No, because you see, you see I, and I, and you know what, and what it appears mm-hmm. matters not to me. There you go. That's your that's your consideration. That's yours. You know that, that's uh, that's that's outside of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm fulfilling what what what, what satisfies me. What, what what other people think of you is really none of your business. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's their business. You know what I mean? You right. know, you don't know me to understand me and. Uh, and, you know, and people's evaluations of others are based on their evaluations themselves, of course, quite often. So, you know what I mean? And so if you're evaluating me, you must be comparing me to something. You know what I mean? So, you know, your comparison, is, you know, you better question your comparison. You know what I mean? <laughs> Make sure that it's, a, a, you know, legitimate. <laughs> so you, 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 you talk like a dude who's done some of the work. I'm just interested like you said, when you were doing those things when you were a kid, you knew they were wrong. Yeah, man. So, one, why were you doing them? And so, two, so what is it, what is it that got you to sort of to to phase that to leave that behavior behind? Okay, you know, I mean, one of the things was um, me and my crew. We were pretty um, savvy kids. Me and my me and my my core crew. There was three core crew: me, S, uh, SJ, and TR. Okay. And uh, then we had a few, a uh, few others, the uh, three others that filled out, you know, um, TB and um, uh, <laughs> LH. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to give a roll call, bro. Statue of limitations. So, but we, um, we, um, we, we always had, um, we, um, we had discussions about, um. What were the things that we wanted when we were we get older? You know, yeah, when we got my have my wife is gonna be like this, my car is gonna be like this, my house is gonna be like this. You know, so you know we had those things. But then and then, but we were pretty savvy kids, so we 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 had we got bored sometimes, and we did things just for the thrill of it, man. We would come up with these crazy ideas, and we would just because you know when I got caught, I got caught. I mean, it was like. I didn't need none of this stuff that I, none of this shit that I, that I, you know, acquired. <laughs> I didn't need none of this shit. And, you know, it was just fun of me. You know what I mean? It's like, my parents had what I needed. Right. My parents gave me that shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. My friends probably were not in this, this, this good financial scenario. My family was, you know what I mean? No single parents. But my parents were just still together, so we had a little bit more stability. But then, you know, the scenarios that we got caught up in, we were doing it for the thrill. The things we were doing in high school, it was, it was crazy. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a whole other episode. You know what I mean? Well, listen, <laughs> we got we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have you we're gonna have to have you back to tell some of those stories. But but what happened was when we got caught up when we got caught up in scenarios, we began you know. 
it didn't work out. You know, I can tell you about some of the times I got away. So many times, well, I was one of six that got away several times, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, I started realizing that the activities that we were involved with were not going to lead me to those childhood aspirations of what my house and car and wife were going to be. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, if I stay on this path, that's not what I'm going to get. You know what I mean? I see where dudes that live like this, what they look like and what their lives look like, and that's not the life that I want to live. So I'm like, you know what? What's the options now? Or even though I was, I mean, even though I was doing all that stuff, I still knew that was going to be somebody, something. I was, I wanted to more than just the average. Mm-hmm. I, I had, I had the abilities. Uh, I mean, back in those days, I, I, I excelled in the shop classes. I excelled in, you know, biology. I excelled in math. I excelled in sciences. You know, I mean, those are classes that I had an affinity for and that I did well and even though I was cutting them half the time, I was still coming and get better grades and have the class because I, I just knew this shit inherently, you know what I mean? I had right. I'd been studying outside of outside of class. I would I was reading the popular science and popular mechanics since I was a little, little kid. You just you just gave me the term for a new a new term for it that I just came up with and I'm gonna call it like black man imagination. Because mm-hmm. Like, um, as a young man, you had all these different things. You had all these different ideas and you had all these different things that were going on and you figured out ways that you could get into trouble and you could get out of trouble at the yeah, same time. The thing was, we were getting out of things so much, we would think we were invulnerable. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, but I, I understand that. But today, the difference is that today, a lot of these kids, like, you know, everything is recorded. Um, everything is like, it goes viral. You know, you could have just as easily been if you, yeah, if you take you and you put you back into that, into it, like, you know, like a 16 year old body today, you know, with that same mentality and everything, it's a wrap. And, and the problem is that the problem is that a lot of us take that and we look at people who are 16 years old and we're doing these things and we think that that's the totality of who they are as people. And that's whoever yeah. they're going to be. And one of the yeah. and one of the reasons why I want people to pay attention is because that we all have warts. We all have things that we've come out of. We got things that have changed that have made us. And you know, like you said, those activities they made you into who you are. And there's no yeah. reason to take like someone who's doing a similar thing. There's no reason just as where just as easily as you can throw them away, you can give them a second chance. Or you Absolutely. can give them the opportunity to redeem themselves. Redeem themselves. Everybody's got a capability to redeem redemption. You know what I mean? Everybody's got their ability to change. And, and it's just, you know, you know what it is? You know, there's a term that says, um, change your mind, you change your world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's 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 bottom line. And it, just, and, and it, it, it isn't necessarily it isn't necessarily even change, it's really just like natural development. You know, I mean, we don't mean, well, yeah, well, natural development is a change, you know, it's evolution, it's the next step, it's, a, you know, it's a move from here to there, you know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's, um, it, 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 it doesn't have to be a drastic change, it just has to be a shift sometimes, just have to be a little bit of a tweaking at the angle of looking at it from, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, yeah. and that, that's all it requires sometimes, you know, get people to change the way that, because, Back to spirituality, you know, um, everything becomes everything. Evolve, everything comes out of the thought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything that exists. Uh, Thoughts become words, become actions. Uh, you know, you know every, everything that, every, everything that exists. 
mm-hmm. that you know was a thought first. Yes. Anything that is in existence that you know physically that was created by a man started as a thought, as a thought. first. Yep. Before it became you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So thought, you know what I mean? That's just a prime example of how thoughts become things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you know. Well, I mean, it's changing how people think and the, the thought processes and the, and the thought perspectives is is where change is most fundamental. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a need right now for thought. There's a lot of need for change. There's a need for different perspectives. And I want to make sure that us as black men don't get locked out of that conversation because we need to represent ourselves. And the best way to represent ourselves is to use our voices. And that's what we do here, you know. And yeah. you know, we're we're pretty much good. We've had a very mm-hmm. long conversation. It's been it's been like you know, great having you here, Winston. Well, Winston, I, I just want to you know, listen. Just give you a round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been my pleasure. I because um, I just I mean, like you know, I have I have um, as you can imagine, I have uh, I have a lot of experiences that I could express. Yeah. And I have uh, have perspectives that I I would sh- like to share to just help people to think things from a more informed perspective. Yeah, well I definitely would like to have you I definitely would like to have you back, you know, again another time when we have a you we, know we got a, he got he got a couple shows in him really. Oh yeah you do. I mean he's got he's got some information to share. He's got some He's got some uh, some old shenanigans to, you know, to sort of ruminate about. You know, the, the, I'm, I'm sure that the statute of limitations on most of that stuff is well beyond, so you yeah, can tell so on you yourself don't worry now. About it. Yeah, yeah. No well, worries. That's about everything. Yeah, no worries, no worries. But, yeah, we definitely want to have you back another time. And, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming. I realize the first time is always, like, the hardest time to come on to the podcast because you don't really know what to expect. And yeah. it's like, you know, but we're not really, we're not hitting at people. I just really want to get your words. And like, I try to get interesting people because I want people that I would want to hear, you know, on a podcast and with information about things that I'm interested in. And like, you know, and also whatever Mr. Mr. Brooks says, because he's in charge anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I appreciate that, brother. And I mean, I love sharing what I know, man. I've spent my life helping humanity. I like helping people. Thank That's, you. I mean, I, 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 if, if I am wrong with anything that I share, I hope to be corrected. Okay. I desire to be corrected. I want to be corrected. I want to be put right because I don't want to be wrong. I, I, my desire is to help, to be a, a provider of information that's useful to make right decisions and go in the right directions. There you go. You know I mean? that, you go. That's it. That's it. And you, you know, know what? what? And that's a, that's the best statement for me to stop the recording on. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the ninth episode of Born in Trouble. First episode of the year. Winston, you definitely set it off. Check us out at another time. Thank you very much. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.